Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the morning show on 95.3 WBCK. And here's Tim Collins. Well, good morning. 8.08 now, a little later in the hour. Uh, we'll check in with Aaron over at the West Michigan Tourist Association. Some events that are going on around the state we want to tell you about. And Scott Bertram will check in from Radio Free Hillsdale Hour with a sneak preview of tomorrow's program. State Representative Jim Hodzma is with us here at the WBCK studios. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Tim. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Nice to have you here today. It looks like it's going to be a great weekend. Maybe get out and see a few shooting stars tonight, I'm hoping. Yes, meteors, and uh, I heard you discussing before I arrived, if you want to go way north, uh, flocks of butterflies migrating. Yeah. Uh, but um, it looks like we've made it uh, through a week of significant thunderstorms, and we have a great uh, in-reward weekend of weather ahead. Some of us have made it through it, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> and we lucked out here at the radio station and uh, at our house, but boy, a lot of people are still in the dark today. And uh, with this heat, that's that's been tough. The, the consumers' energy did kind of a cool thing. Uh, they know a lot of people are stuck at home with no power, so they're paying for admission over at Binder Park Zoo, uh, I think, today and maybe tomorrow. Today and tomorrow, I was just going to tell you that which you already learned from I Greg Moore. I stole your thunder. Yes. <laughs> uh, that the first 2,500 uh, who go to Binder Park uh, today and tomorrow are afforded free entry as some sort of solace for that which we've all endured. And there's so much we take for granted. Um, I didn't have power on uh, Wednesday, I think. Uh, maybe it was Tuesday. I can't recall. It's all kind of a blur with all the power outages and, and weather experiences. But uh, when you wake up and uh, nothing works and uh, you operate on a well, um, it's oh. a very bizarre experience. Uh, yeah. you, you take for granted what we uh, what we have here. Um and uh, it's like you're living in a, a tropical um, third world country for a moment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, we keep a few jugs of water down in the basement just for such an emergency. Uh, Good plan. It's still, still not the same, that's for sure. I wanted to talk a little bit about broadband. And, uh, of course, a lot of communities, uh, Calhoun County's community included, uh, you're looking at options to try and get broadband service to more citizens, and a committee uh, was appointed by the Calhoun County Board of Commissioners, headed up by Michael McCullough, and uh, several uh, noteworthy people in the area are on that committee, and you're one of them. Uh, has that committee met yet, uh, formally, informally? Yes, they meet uh, regularly. We met most recently just yesterday morning, but virtually. Uh, and uh, a lot of discussion about how we get more people to take uh, the survey in relation to their Internet needs in their townships or uh, cities. Um, 
uh, meetings will continue to take place as we look toward what uh, the county and the state might do in terms of fortification of broadband. But it's a significant issue in our community that was um, made more pronouncedly so by the uh, pandemic um, back in March 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already had... Uh, my first virtual conferences with school superintendents in the community who had to really improvise quickly to deal with the challenges in K-12 because of the pandemic back at that time in early spring 2020. And it became clear that many of the uh, districts in in our county uh, have not just kids, but sometimes educators who don't have adequate broadband. So broadband is essential to education. More of our governmental programs now are mandating um, access to a computer. You can't go into an old MESC office, as it used to be called, and make an application for unemployment. You have to do that online. More and more, any kind of interaction with the government has to be online. So it's imperative that uh, we afford um, better broadband and also improve the Internet acumen of of more uh, of our community members, somehow uh, get more um, Internet literacy to our community. And that's kind of what the survey does. I mean, it wants to find out, okay, do you already have internet? And if so, how good is it? Or what do you have? And two, uh, you know, if you do you not have internet, and that's a tough conundrum. And then, you know, three, what do you know? How how adept are you at actually using it? And, and you know, what can we do to get you from point A to point B? And Or like I like to say, make these darn things work for you instead of against you. Um, but it's kind of a conundrum, as I say, because it, it's sort of like, you know, what we're trying to do in downtown Battle Creek. We want to get people to live down there, but uh, people aren't, you know, thrilled about that unless they're supporting businesses. And the supporting businesses don't want to get in down there unless uh, we all of a sudden have people living down there. So you kind of got to move uh, slowly in both directions at the same time to make that goal happen. Well, you know, how do you get a survey from people uh, who aren't on the internet? You know, how do they do it? They got to go to the library, but there are some options. You could you could call or you could mail in. Uh, they'll mail you a, a survey. You can can still do the survey. Yes, <clears throat> I think Mike McCullough has already been on the program, and perhaps uh, some other members of that uh, task force. Uh, but there are other ways. Uh, we're make it as. Uh, accessible as we're able to any who want to complete that survey. But once the survey is completed, uh, what we really have to do is ensure that we get more Internet um, IQ and we get more affordability. It's not just the issues of uh, is there a broadband infrastructure in, say, Convis Township. It's also the issue of is there affordability for Internet in the city of Battle Creek to some residents. The uh, federal government, uh, I guess, is voting in the process of voting uh, for to print up another gazillion dollars for a lot of programs. And one of the things will be uh, broadband. I heard mentioned in some of the uh, the federal stimulus programming that they're talking about. Did that come up at all in your meeting uh, as to, you know, what how that might figure in with the plan here if we get an influx of dollars, at least temporarily, from the federal government for broadband? 
I don't recall it coming up specifically yesterday as a subject, but it's really the most significant issue uh, from a public policy perspective out there presently. So the $1.2 trillion uh, package that the U.S. Senate uh, passed earlier this week will include uh, significant dollars coming to Michigan. And um, among that $7.3 billion coming to Michigan is $100 million that will be allocated at a minimum for um, broadband infrastructure expansion. And um, I think that that is much more significant than some of the issues uh, we've worked with uh, or worked on in a state-level uh, perspective. So I'm on the Communications and Technology Committee. We've worked on issues like can we afford um, personal property tax relief to uh, the Internet service providers who expand broadband in, say, rural districts like Sheridan. Well, uh, I voted in support of that. Um, ultimately, the governor vetoed that um, passed bill because she didn't think that uh, the Internet uh, minimum requirements were adequate and that it was too much of a giveaway given the inadequacy of the potency of the uh, Internet provided. So also, you're worried that if you give them the tax break, they're not going to give you a good enough service, yes. and so that needs to be further negotiated? Is that kind of what we're thinking? Yes, uh, but again, I don't think that that's as important of an issue as it, as it seemed earlier this year when I voted on that in committee and on the House floor, simply because we've got uh, $100 million coming uh, down the pipe from the federal government to, to deal with that issue. So some of the different ways we've uh, sought to... Um, provide broadband expansion uh, in Michigan uh, earlier this year, uh, I think are kind of minor repair jobs compared to the significant um, buttressing of infrastructure we have coming down the road with this $7.3 billion coming to Michigan and $100 million at a minimum of that uh, to be applied to broadband expansion. So hopefully you know, we find out where we're at with the survey, which is going to continue, I think, through most of September. So we need people to do that so that we've got some good, solid information to make decisions on. You know, meanwhile, let's get some kind of infrastructure going. But then the, really the, the last part of that is where it gets tough, and that is uh, you know, once the federal money's used up, uh, you know, how are we going to fund broadband for people in the Calhoun County who really can't afford to pay for it, um, that's going to be the tough thing that your committee will have to make recommendations on, right? That will absolutely have to be considered uh, long-termedly. Um, among the uh, dollars coming from the feds are dollars which will afford more equity and give um, – I think it's two and a half million Michiganders the opportunity to attain subsidy for their Internet service. As you know, uh, technology doesn't uh, stagnate. It's constantly changing. And some hardware which might be um, of state of art uh, in, in one year might be moribund in uh, three more years. So I think the question we're going to have to also look at not just connections, but also how do we make 
continually evolving hardware available to more people and um, how do we ensure that people who are over 60 years of age actually uh, use that which they have right yeah i uh, had to renew my driver's license and tags and uh, did it last week online at home and it really wasn't too bad at all and was able to accomplish that uh, pretty easily but uh, i'm not so sure my dad would be able to do that and or or even my mom so yeah that that's Part of the challenge is the educational component of it as well. We had a uh, we had a history note yesterday about IBM computers being invented. And that first one went on sale, and they talked about what it was, it was like fifteen hundred bucks, or in like today's dollars, you know, it would have been three or four grand for a computer. And you know, so the hope is is that maybe the technology will become more affordable as we go on and and develop it more. It always seems to be that uh, way. I, I recall at my law firm. Uh, back in 1987, we had uh, 10 or 12 lawyers and probably maybe 15 or 20 support staff working in uh, our main office building in Muskegon, and we had one computer uh, back in 1987. And uh, we had an Internet connection with the University of Michigan because one of our law partners at that time was a region at the University of Michigan, so he was afforded that. But he didn't know how to use it. I was the only one daring enough to even try, and even then it was uh, definitely an intrepid uh, undertaking for me, uh, one that I didn't try very often. So, yes, um, we absolutely have to get more willing to, to, to do more things on the Internet uh, and... Um, and I'm speaking especially of our older population served by Carewell Services and Community Action and some of our other human service agencies in town. And we have to get better broadband so they can even try that stuff. It's a big issue. We'll uh, be talking more about it, but uh, we'll talk about some other things when we come back with State Representative Jim Hodsma. State Representative Jim Hodsma is our guest this morning. Uh, Representative Hodsma, so far the governor and the Health and Human Services Department have not issued a specific order requiring schools to force students to mask up or be vaccinated to start the uh, fall semester. But um, do you have thoughts on how that situation should be handled? I don't think that the governor and the DHHS are going to intervene. I may be wrong. Uh, it's a fast-moving situation. We might be going to a fourth surge from what I read in the newspapers. But uh, uh, given the fact that her um, emergency powers uh, were deemed too far flung by the uh, then Republican majority Michigan Supreme Court back in October 2020 and given um, how the state house and, and uh, state senate passed uh, rescission uh, in relation to that 1945 act on which she was exercising those emergency powers I don't think she's going to act in the same way she did back in 2020 in relation to the schools. I, I don't perceive that uh, the department uh, is going to do that either. So it, it appears by what the State Board of Education did in kind of an acrimonious meeting at the early part of this week is to kind of give blessing to uh, local districts to do that which is science-based in whichever way, science-based way, the local districts decide. So obviously we're going to have a lot of 
diversity in relation to how different districts are dealing with that issue, dealing with masking, dealing with um, ensuring that educators and personnel are vaccinated. Uh, so, <clears throat> for example, in Battle Creek, I understand that Battle Creek Public Schools will be requiring mask wearing. I understand that Harbor Creek uh, Schools will will um, not have that. One thing we do have, which we didn't have in the 2020-2021 um, academic year, K-12 academic year, is we do have a mandate that uh, uh there is actual school five days a week as opposed to uh, every um, district uh, being afforded opportunity to do virtual school. So that's that's uh, required. I think that that's really important from a socialization perspective for the students. I apprehend we have to be extraordinarily careful in terms of um, doing a lot of testing, uh, making sure that there's a lot of uh, sanitizing. I heard the superintendent at Harper Creek speak this Wednesday at a local Kiwanis uh, meeting about uh, the significant sanitizing that district uh, undertakes and the cost of that uh, sanitization. So um, I'm confident there will continue to be those kinds of robust efforts to ensure that school buildings are safe and that uh, educators, staff, and uh, students alike are safe. Thousands of businesses in Michigan, especially restaurants, are uh, clamoring for people to apply for thousands of jobs. And some are claiming the state's continued use of additional federal unemployment funds is uh, the number one factor. Because uh, people are making more uh, in unemployment benefits than businesses can pay. Uh, how can we reconcile those issues and get people back to work? Well, uh, from the perspective of those businesses clamoring for that to end, it is ending uh, Labor Day holiday weekend. It is ending mm-hmm. on September 4. So just as kids are going to go back to school and uh, young adults uh, heading back to college, I think uh, many um, who... Uh, may have received unemployment compensation for a while are going to be going back to work. It's an interesting phenomenon because obviously we got this um, Delta variant and that surge. If we could just get more people vaccinated, uh, I think we wouldn't have this issue, but you're going to have many people still anxious about going back to a workplace, especially with unvaccinated kids at home, um, if in fact they're not they're not vaccinated or there's a vector into which they might uh, work and into which they might um, bring some exposures back home to their unvaccinated uh, kids less than 12 years of age representative hodsma thanks for being with us today we'll talk to you again soon jim i always enjoy it thank you have a great weekend before shopify were you wondering where my sales at Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.